I am unashamed. What about you? That popped into your head. Yeah, these like these were just driving down the musings. Road. It's just things that people say. All these people. Why is it an epidemic of of men running around in the United States trying to convince me they're a woman? Or I said, do you have a womb? And that children come from women. Now, yeah. once they medical technology may work on it, and they may get it coming out of a man. But so far, I don't think it's going to happen. Therefore, doubtful, doubtful. Live. Second, everybody sins. We all know that. Three, yeah. everybody physically dies. Four, whether they like it or not, they're forced to agree that everybody counts time by Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I've had people that disagree with you on that. I, yeah. I, I know they will. But then they say, "What time is it? <laughs> what year is it?" Or they have a watch, or it's on their phone. Yeah. And they're like, "Well, yeah, but this is a different. I don't. I don't observe that time." Yeah. As, so as what do you say now? So instead of calling it BC and AD, they say CE, what it common air? Common air. And, and when you've asked them, but when did your common air begin? They said, when y'all say Jesus healed it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, five, all empires collapse, which we shouldn't be running and uh, like we're beating the air. Yep. All of them before us, Al, every one of them. Has collapsed. Yep. Why do you think that is? It's a great question. I think think it, it when it's when it's uh, a human construct was not to be eternal. That's why you see over. You wouldn't believe the verses that the the kingdom we're a member of, the empire, if you want to call it that, it, it'll never be destroyed. Right. All, you know, Daniel said all of them come and go. He yep. basically said it. But a lot of verses about that. And finally, all human beings can receive life and immortality, even with all these problems. Yeah. You say, all human beings can get out of here alive. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him won't perish, but have eternal life. Right. Well, so the, 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 the promise is made there, immortality, if you want it. But mm -hmm. it only comes to one person. <laughs> But it is the one you're counting time by. That kind of reminds you that he was here. So is this what you shared in uh, Beaumont when you were? Because yeah, last time, basically, I said that. Yeah, last time we were. I had it at first. Recorded. Everybody, everybody sins. Everybody dies, and you know, and, and God's offering them a chance to get out of here. But then I just stretched it a little bit, and, and other things kind of come. A in lot there. of people became uh, Christians, right? I heard like a hundred people or something like that. Eighty-five. Pretty, yeah, something. Pretty exciting. Probably yeah. more to come. Ben was telling me about it. He was your yeah. travel mate. So, Jace, you were on the road, too. Where'd you go? Well, I went to Austin. But, oh, and I figured out the bat caper. <laughs> uh, look, I had more people on my way this, to Austin. This than, bat thing is just not going away. Look, I had people, because, you know, I have a different truck now. You figure um, people wouldn't know it's me. And I get yeah. totally thrown off because so I pulled in my driveway the other day and your old truck is there. Of course, it was yeah. shiny. I'd never seen it so shiny. And I was like, oh, Jason's here. So I walk in the house. I'm looking around for you. You weren't there. But the guy, I guess you sold it to I Philip. sold it to uh, the guy who was on Duck Dynasty as a... Uh, Macmillan the villain. Macmillan the villain. Well, now I've heard <laughs> numerous reports back on the, 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 the bat. bats that... I've heard them. They said, "Oh, we 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 had them hundreds." Yeah, I think we're, there was a bat it. movement. But what I was going to say is, when I was driving, people would roll down the window and say, "Watch out for those bats!" Ha ha. I mean, it was like at the gas station, was like, "You sure you hadn't been bit by a bat?" I'm like, "What's going on here? This this story." When a got bat legs. bears their teeth at you, one of these little fruit bats, if yeah. one lights within three feet of you. This hasn't happened but one time to me. When I look down at the bat, he's inside the vehicle. He's in yeah. my vehicle. And I look down at him, and he he, yeah. he, he bared his teeth. It was one mean-looking little critter. For y'all listening. I mean, he I had, like, teeth seen. on him that you could tear. He could tear meat with. I mean, it was. Phil's bat impersonation was priceless. So here's what That's happened. why you need to watch Unashamed, just for that facial so expression. So we've gotten, we're rambling. But so I'm, I'm fixing to leave to go to Austin. It was actually last week after we yeah. did did the podcast. 
I was uh, I got some plumbing issues, so the only bathroom that I could use because I had got the plumber lined up. Because I'm like I'm gonna be in Austin because you know the, my house is old and the pipes are old and no matter what I do, plumbing issue ever since I've lived there. So I have an outdoor, you know, facility down there, like an outhouse. My, Pretty much. <laughs> it is pretty much out of Look, well, nobody knows it. You know, the, the, the good the thing outhouse about, I saw as a boy. Trust me. The good I, thing wow. about the outhouse is there's not a lot of complicated plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> I have a secret outhouse. It, it's kind of quite comical. So I'm going down to the secret outhouse, and, uh, and I'm looking up, and I notice that my daughter's door, because I've been the only one there for a week yeah. during the back caper. It's wide open. Of course, it's pouring down rain at the moment. And I thought, that's weird. <laughs> so, because she has a little balcony, you know, we our house is a two-story old house, but she's on the upstairs. Yeah. <clears throat> and so... And you her, don't go up there much. Why, why would I ever be... <laughs> and there's nobody here. Right. But what had happened during the bat fight, the 48-hour encounter, of which no bats were injured, I'm legal... I don't think they can get you for law against killing bats. The federal government protects them. I said that. Look, in our society, if someone breaks into your house, you can shoot them. If a bat breaks into your house, nope. You have to leave. <laughs> so that's why we're in Romans 1. I'm like, what is wrong with this? Jason, what I is, think someone gave you some bad information, son. I don't I, I, Phil, I, there's I, a term that you, you're not familiar with that everybody else is. Google it. <laughs> you basically yeah, that, will see what I just league. described. Yeah, I, I'm not going to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> just the concept so, of Googling anything. Think about it. Jay. So here's what happened. During the 48-hour encounter, I opened the outside doors, but not that door, because that, that door never I never thought about upstairs. And I closed all the interior doors. So when the fight happened... I, I went up there and closed her door real quick because I didn't want them to scatter throughout each room and be battling this for the rest <laughs> of my life at this house. So I also Googled that. They had a list of suggestions when you have a bat in your house, and some of them were good. Was that it was, like the bear suggestion? The guy that told me <laughs> his story, he said his family members, finally they, they, they looked up into the attic, and you've seen these cave pictures where yeah. they're hanging. Yeah. He said... Well, all of the whole thing, they were just hanging there by the hundreds. Well, that's why Ooh. I'm telling you, when I had the the pet detective come and, and <laughs> scope out my place, he's like, I don't smell the bat in infestation, nor do I see them. So that, it wasn't making sense to me. I was like, he's like, so they, he can smell them. I didn't tell you that. No, oh, I, yeah, I missed that. I was not. Oh, home. you weren't here. I told that. Oh, okay. But he, he, yeah, he was like, they're not here because I, I don't smell them. Did he look like Jim Carrey? He acted like Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> he, Excuse me, sir. 90% of what he said, I had no idea what he was talking about. He started talking about bat tendencies and different the kinds we got. You know, this... this Jace, you got to remember, you don't find a Batman on every street corner. <laughs> He's Batman. Which I think that's what happened, is we come up with these silly movies, and some of these people, they... They don't think it's real, but they become enamored with like being Batman. Yeah, and so in their mind, they're like, "Well, I can't be Batman because I can't get the supernatural powers, but I could be a Batman." Because he was and, just rich with a lot of really cool toys. He didn't really have super. No, but this guy just wants to be a bat. Oh, Literally, he he wants to go look at and help people deal with bats. Yeah, I guess he he. But he came across as like he had some, like he was, like I'm Batman. I don't know how many people would actually utilize that particular skill set, but well, he's trying to make a living for, from it. So anyway, so I concluded. I got to thinking. Here's what happened. I I believe that door was open, the outside door, no doubt about that. And I believe these bats. I guess they, you know, most of the time I just see one bat flying around. I just think a small colony of bats flew in that door, yeah. came round the corner, down the stairs. But when they saw the fireplace, they thought, oh, here's a nice cave. <laughs> I really believe that's what happened. 
And they're like, we're let's live here. And so that makes more sense because I'd never seen one before. Right. There's no we because the the actual fireplace chimney has a, a grating over it. Right, you were is, like, put the grating up. It already has one. They didn't come down that chimney. But when I saw one stuck in the crack of a wall, I think he was just trying to get in the wall instead of coming out of it. Yeah. And so uh Well everybody that emailed me about your problems uh, said the same thing. You got to find out where they're coming in. And, and yeah, well, they came in my daughter's door, and right. then I closed her interior door. So then they couldn't get out the way they came. <laughs> so I think that's what led to it being such a long process. And then there was three the second night that they just weren't going to leave. They said we're staying right here because that's when I told you I flicked the one off the the rock. Well, he just like. Went down to the ground. He wouldn't even fly. He's like, I'm not leaving. This is home now. <laughs> it's almost and, like they understand you can't kill them, too. They they know they're protected. How do they know? It's like that? what you do with any animal when you protect them in that, to that degree, they kind of become domesticated where they're not, they're, they're wild, but they're not as scared as, as humans. As they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I. I, I don't like. I mean, that's why I'm not a big fan of zoos. I've told you that before. I, I don't like take. I like everything just roaming free, and we're at the top. Yeah. So, so we we solved that problem. I, when I got back, I saw no bat. So I feel pretty good about it. I mean, I still I actually need them now because when I left those doors open in Louisiana, when it's 75 degrees at night for two or three days. You know, I have quite the insect problem in my house that <laughs> everything came inside. So, but Missy said, I'm not coming back to that house unless someone inspects yeah, you, it. You got a dangerous situation now because if you're infested in your home here, the wife is not, is going to want to make her home elsewhere. Yeah. When I get was the infestations, when out. I was telling her all this, she was just like, Oh, ah, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't go back. So I don't know what we're going to do. We'll have to deal with that. But, the actual trip was amazing. She spoke, uh, one of the local churches, I say local, it's 20 minutes probably from where we are in Austin. They had my wife come in and talk to the ladies on a Thursday night. And I had the men on Saturday night. And uh, I look, I was like, where have you people been? You know, because in Austin, I'm in the middle of, it, 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 let's face it, it leans, it has left tendencies. <laughs> it's leaning pretty hard. But heavy. I got out here and it was just kind of a country church, you know, yeah. and people, they're like, what I told them was, I said, well, I finally found some, some weirdos who remind me uh, of me. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a good worship time and, uh, you know, I, I shared Jesus and they were a raucous, fired up, crowd and I know it's the same thing <clears throat> let's take a break I know it's the same thing so I was in I told you y'all you know, last week I was in California and it was the largest gathering in the county of course it was outside to to fit in the still you got all the you know hoops you got to jump through especially out there but there were uh, about 600 people underneath this big tent and Lisa and I spoke but they were so excited to be there but it's just because people aren't, hadn't been together much, so they're excited oh, yeah. about doing it. And then we did one in uh, North Carolina, in uh, in Asheboro, for a pregnancy center. Same thing outside. It was at a big church camp, and there was about almost five fifty there. But same deal. They were just, and of course, as a speaker, you know, I mean, it's so engaging when they're really into what you're doing. I mean, it makes it exciting. You yeah, just, this you, you wasn't just, a this wasn't a large <laughs> crowd, but their building was real tiny, and I mean, it was. It was couldn't anybody else get in. Yeah, but I'm saying maximum capacity might have been a hundred. I mean, it was just just a little small, you know, church just in, in in the middle of nowhere. Really, I mean, probably twenty miles from Austin. But it was a good experience. So then, well, that night, uh, Zach Williams and Mac Powell and this group came. They were doing a concert in Austin. Well, they came through here a couple weeks ago. In Louisiana, and we met him at Duck Commander. I told about that. We ate crawfish with him, right. but I've been knowing you know Mac Powell for years. He's for, good. On, on he's third a day, great dude. 
So then we went to the concert. I literally left my event and I went there. It was at an outdoor amphitheater and they did the concert in parking lots all across the country. But in this one, it was uh, actually at a, at a church building where we visited a couple of times, uh, Missy and I, and really like it. So that was, that was awesome because it was packed. I, I was surprised because, I mean, you know, we're still, I told you about some of my experiences in Austin. There's people hollering across the parking lots, you know, wear your mask. Because <laughs> I thought there's not, there's nobody going to be here. I mean, they're still, yeah, we're still in that mode, but not true. And so that was awesome. I mean, just worshiping on a Saturday night. So they simulcast it to other places. That's how they, so other people I, were I think they were doing that, but okay. on this one, it was, okay. the, you could come. Yeah. We were, we, it was, he said, this is our first crowd yeah. arena concert. Yeah. Uh, Zach said that. And so I, I missed the, I got there when, when Zach started, but I'm going to tell you something. When you just get finished, because I, I think I shared an hour at this event, because, I mean, they were hollering on you know, my event. And, I mean, it was just a – You spoke it was for a, an hour? One hour. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, so Dad, at the event I was at in Asheboro, they had – somehow they had a, a cardboard cutout, life-size cardboard cutout of you and Mom. And so they <laughs> – and it's set up to the side like a photo. So people, when they were getting there, they were going over and taking their picture with you and mom. So it was funny. So I was like, well, mom and dad made it, you know, so I was speaking. You know, so every once in a while, I just refer to you, to the cardboard cutout of you. And I was like, what do you think about that, dad? Of course, it, it got a few laughs. I thought it was pretty funny. But it was just, you was know. Was that because of the coronavirus? You're, we now take pictures of cardboard cut out. I don't know what their thinking was, but it worked out pretty well. By the way, so the two events we did, which are pro-life, you know, their pregnancy centers, raised both, between the two events, they raised almost a half a million dollars, you know, to That's go, good. which is a good thing. Yeah. So good I, want, I want to mention a couple of things. One, this week, um, there's a new I Am Second uh, premiere uh, mom and dad, Lisa and I, and then Phyllis, her story is going to be featured on I Am Second. So if you go to IamSecond.com, you can see the series. They're rolling it out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. So you may want to check that out. It's really, it's pretty powerful. You watched the first one last night. Yeah, they you, showed it to me last night. And so uh, it's a, uh, it's good stuff. And also dad has a new book uh, that's, uh, it's called Your Daily Fill. 100 Days of Truth and Freedom to Heal America's Soul. And this is a an exclusive uh, Walmart deal. So you can only get these at Walmart, Dad. And uh, that's going to be June they 1st. Told me that. Yeah, June 1st is when that's going to release. So we're excited about that. And we got another book, uh, Uncanceled, that we'll tell a you more about. Common later. Sense. There it is. Common Sense. Common Sense is something that's lost, right? <clears throat> so, so, yes. Sound practical judgment. Common Sense. I looked it up. Yeah. That's the dictionary. That's the dictionary's meaning of it. Which is interesting because we're in Romans, and, and one of the words that Paul uses in, in verse 31 of chapter 1 is the word senseless yep. to describe sort of yep. what happens when you don't have this you know relationship with God. That is correct. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about my sermon yesterday, Jay, so I preached. Uh, Loved it. Yeah. I listened to it on the way back. Because I, I missed this when you guys did uh, chapter one was when Zach was on the podcast uh, hosting because we were traveling from California, North Carolina. But I wanted to mention a little bit from the sermon because I thought there were a couple of interesting things we could sort of recap before we move on to, to the next two. So the way I described it, Dad, was uh, <clears throat> is basically, you know, in John 14, Jesus says, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me, what you just described earlier in your list. So there's an idea from Matthew 7 that Jesus is a, his lane, his road is is narrow. And I kind of described it as a sort of like a country lane somewhere that you have to look for, like if you were trying to find a, a little cut through somewhere. One, one person out of billions. Right. I mean... <laughs> You know, so so Oprah Winfrey, I mentioned her yesterday in my sermon. She, her view, she's now kind of a prophetess in in our culture. People yeah. people looked her for spiritual guys. She said that she views salvation as a mountain, and all roads lead to the top, meaning 
to be saved. So no matter what group you're with, no matter who you believe in, no matter what your truth is, it's all going to lead you to this, you know, place of paradise. Which is where exactly? Huh? Which is where? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's her description of it. But I just thought to myself, when you read that, what Jesus said, it's like, that's totally wrong. Like, but does she mean paradise here? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you know, she. I haven't heard a lot of theology, just kind of the glowing. But I think it's indicative of what people view now. Everybody wants everybody to be good. And you've got your truth, whatever that is. You believe whatever you want to believe. a lot of roads going up the mountain, but Jesus just said that just two. One's wide That's right. and one's narrow. <laughs> exactly. He actually brought that, because you didn't hear his sermon. It, that was part of your yeah, sermon. That was my oh, that right? Matthew 7, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because so here's the way I described it. So what Paul is describing in Romans 1, 18 to 32, is the broad way to destruction. You are correct. Right? And so the way I see it, the way he lays it out, there's three lanes. And the first one is just pure depravity. People without excuse because of what's been made, right? And, and what what was what is your definition of depravity for people who are maybe listening for the first time? Well, we we need a definition of that. You may look it up. Yeah, look it up. <clears throat> what would y'all say? I would say it's spelled out a little further down. Start with Romans one twenty eight. And you get down toward the end, it says they are, they, they disobey their parents. They invent ways of doing evil. Yep. They are faithless, senseless, yep. heartless. All right, here, I got the definition. The quality or state of being corrupt, evil, or perverted. Yep. Are you reading that you, again? The quality or state of being corrupt, evil, or perverted. You going with that? That's or do you good. Mean to look another yep. one? That's pretty good. Because this, yep. you know, somebody put that in here. Right. It's not Bible. Yeah, but that's people, a pretty good description. I think someone yeah. tied, I can't think of his name, the old guy, the preacher from Virginia, but he was uh, identifying. He said it just looked like when you have a lot of immorality. I have the, I brought the CDC's figures back up just off of the top of my head here, all you listeners. It's 2021 now. In 2014, I don't have an update in the last six years to say whether this went up or down. I'm guessing this is information from the Center for Disease Control. Annual new infections of all kinds of sexually transmitted diseases. I mean, the list goes on and on syphilis, gonorrhea, hepatitis, HIV, chlamydia, trichomoniosis, uh, HSV2, HPV. <laughs> you start adding them all That's up. A lot of letters. Yeah. Uh, annual new infections. It's a scary thing. Argue with the CDC if you want to. Check in with them, and they might have said, no, just keep breeding everything out there. Get you can get your hands on. It won't hurt you. Uh, annual new infections, 20 million total infections. Are y'all ready? Look around in the room because this is one out of three. 110 million prevalence total infections, according to the CDC. The last time I did this, it was at the Republican. <laughs> it was CPAC. Oh, yeah. It was CPAC, prices, and yeah. I gave them this info just to let them know <laughs> we really have some troublesome times here. We're going to face them. And they all started saying, that he's a complete idiot. What is he talking about? I'm like, no, the CDC. Oh, by the way, the total medical cost in 2014 was $16 billion. It has risen now. Since that time, by the way, 658,507 have died in the, these United States of America. Uh, most of it's HIV. I'm just saying. Uh, Hang on, Dan. Let's take a break. So, Jace, what's your favorite piece of furniture in your house? Couch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I knew it. I mean, you, I, you could have said anything, but I knew you were going to say couch. We I mean, didn't plan that. You can sit on it. You can <laughs> sleep on it. You can use it as protection. Chase has his little alcove with this couch and all yeah. these things within reach, and as well as the dogs. Well, one of the couches that we love is uh, is from our, our company, Helix. They have a, co- a new company they launched called Allform, A-L-L-F-O-R-M, and they make really comfortable, customized sofas. Uh, I have one in my house and love it. So if you like Jace and you like your couch, you may want to check these guys out. They're also going to give you 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. Uh, you get a full refund if you don't like it, but trust me, you're going to like it. Jace, they have a forever warranty. So there's Ooh, <laughs> pretty good. Couches in heaven. So to find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash unashamed. That's allform.com slash unashamed. You get 20% off your order just for being a listener from Unashamed. So check them out. Men, women exchange natural <clears throat> relations for unnatural ones. We're in the book of Romans. I'm reading from the book of Romans. Their women exchange natural relations for unnatural ones. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, the men also <clears throat> abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. See any of that going on in America and mm. across the world? Well, that was they, they committed Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. Somebody brought this up years ago, and he was laughed out of town when he said, it's almost like there disease. Disease. Yeah. It, it causes disease. It spreads disease. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that. I'm just a C-plus man. But so get the smartest pe- per people on the earth. I would just have them read what happens when sex begins to be everybody's breathing, everybody, the orgasm well, <laughs> becomes the number one thing in their life. I'm reading Romans chapter one about women who do that and men who do that, not good. And the next statement is, furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gives them over to a depraved mind. What'd you say depraved was? Evil. Corrupt, evil, or perverted. Which, go, I mean, if you your can't point, see it your, your, running your around point, in front of you, I don't know what to tell you. But your point is is noted because God introduced marriage, Matthew 19, Jesus right. defined it. And so my point was that the, because he starts out this in 18 saying the wrath of God is being revealed, that the wrath of God happens when you don't live by the will of God, what he wants for you. So it's not, it's not like he's in heaven and he's like, Oh, these people, I'm going to just, you know, rain down with that. That's the way we view it, especially people that don't even not sure who he is, but it's not that way at all. Your lifestyle is what produces wrath or not. It's like having a marriage where people don't, you know, get along at all or or work on getting along. It's a very wrathful, (laughs) vengeful situation. I mean, it's, it's a battle. Well, I think the people don't believe they'll say, yeah, but why do bad things? They always come in there with bad things happen to, you know, good people or the innocent because they're trying to excuse, which, which was one of his points that led to this was that, when he says, since the creation of the world, in Romans one twenty, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. The implication of that is, there's a lot of excuses that come up, which, which, which produce this lifestyle. Right. That is correct. Most people go to the lifestyle, and you accurately read it, and he put it. But it was like he he tells you how this happened because you think about it. There's got to be a way to excuse. Well, think about what, what are some of the excuses. I, I mean, I was thinking of one that I didn't mention. This is my sermon yesterday, but one excuse that I hear all the time is, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't believe." necessarily in God or the Bible. I mean, Christians are hypocrites. Like 
You people. Oh, are. I think that's top ten. I mean, top ten excuse is you're not. Hypocrites. How can you tell me? Because you're not. You're not perfect. I think another one is one I mentioned is that well, why do bad things mm-hmm. happen to the innocent? I think I would say probably the number one excuse for why people do not surrender to God is they say, well, I'll do that later. Yeah. Right. Because really you, most people are not out there walking around saying there's a hell and I'm going there for eternity. I'm doomed. They're just not, they're not, there's a few, but I would say most people have something worked out. Even like, I mean, you brought up the, the uh, Oprah analogy, you know, all roads are leading to paradise. We're not real sure where that is That's or right. how it happened or when it will occur. But I also think another factor to this is, is when he says, for although, where's that Where's Oh, uh, verse 22, although they claim to be wise, they became fools. I think that goes in with the excuses. Because most people have it worked out. That is the excuse. Yep. So they're like, just think of our education system. They, they'll go on about string theories and, you know, how, how we got here. It's all this complicated mumbo jumbo. So they're claiming to be wise, but they're fools because where does the road lead? So you're saying, just think about our education system in that light. You're basically saying that we came from nothing, no no intellectual maker, no being out there. That So would that mean we came from stupidity, foolishness, nothing? Yeah. And now we're smart? And my point is, he basically said, y'all are smart idiots. Right. You claim to be wise, but you're fools. Just like that. Where yeah. all roads lead to the top of the mountain in the paradise. Well, where is that? Well, I don't know. Oh, I thought that sounded smart, but now it's sounding kind of dumb. When are we going? Have no idea. <laughs> what is that after we die? Not sure. Yeah. So you're a smart idiot. <laughs> I think that's what he said. It is. Let's take another break. So one of the things I look forward to, Jace, especially now that springtime is here, because I like to be outdoors, uh, one of our sponsors uh, is, a, is a group called Bespoke Post, and they send you this little box of goodies, you know, and they call it the Box of Awesome, which is an awesome name for the stuff you get. Basically, they're going to give you, you know, whatever this kind of stuff you like. Some of it's maybe style and grooming, could be barware, could be cooking tools, outdoor gear. Uh, so what you do is you, to get started, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com, and they're going to pick out the stuff you like. But it's a little surprise that shows up every month. I love it when, when mine comes in. They release a new box every month. It's got a lot of different categories in it. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs 45 bucks, but it has $70 worth of gear, so it's also a good deal. You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code Phil at checkout. Boxofawesome.com, code Phil for 20% off your first box. So I mentioned yesterday that another excuse is could be for people is, is Darwinism, which which is kind of ironic that a man, you know, now it's been hundred and whatever, 75 years ago, came up with a theory about how we got here, how we actually physically got here, but said in his book, now look, this is just a theory. So if any, this could all be proven wrong at any point, just so you know. Yeah. And yet all these years later, people cling to it that basically we came from nothing and we just showed up. You know, the somehow the primordial soup was already there. And we go back to the nothing. Yeah. That's Before right. we arrived in our mother's womb, just uh just not much more than a speck, little blob like like this, little bitty thing. Look under a microscope, it just looked like a little blob. Then the thing starts to grow 
Yeah. And little arms and little legs starting the head ends up on top of you. You're like, whoa, here, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so you literally, before that happened in your mother's womb, the sperm and the embryo, right. before that started, you didn't exist. You right. didn't take up space of any kind. Right. To take that, whatever process you want to call it, I don't even know what you would call that process, and it begins to just develop into a human being, you're like, and then he gets out and looks around, and he's thinking, where did this come from? Where did I come from? Yeah. Which is so, Because you came yeah. from nothing, and so what's the explanation? You say, well, you're just a glob of molecules. You started in the ocean. He says, started in the what? In the, in the ocean. I'm not saying <laughs> <laughs> that. I don't know where the ocean come from. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, and here you are, then you run up on things that you feel guilty about for some reason you felt guilty and like that you know i shouldn't have done that yeah going all the way back to taking a club and beating somebody's head off with a rock or whatever you said man you know so here comes here comes murder you know we didn't we weren't here long there wasn't the four of us and we're already murdering each other Adam, Eve, and then Cain and Abel. And we are we have our first murder. You're like, well, good night. There's not before of you. you can't Which I think on. that's another <laughs> excuse. They're like, What I'm not I'm not doing this because the evil, you know, in the world, there can't be a God. And so people say say use that as an excuse. Well, I mean, good and evil, uh, uh, creativity, artistic abilities. What how does all that evolve? And when you look at other species and they're just, you know, doing their thing. So, I mean. Which, I, which is the point. Yeah. How did all that intelligence come from nothing? Right. That that one statement that says that although they claim to be wise, they became fools. It, it just doesn't add up. That's I think that's why he made Paul made that statement. You based on the invisible qualities of God of what you observe. There's no excuse. No excuse. Because whatever your philosophy is without God, it's going to become foolish because it doesn't answer life's biggest problems, right. mysteries, and and destinies. It just It's just not there. There was a young man yesterday that attended when I preached the sermon, and he was obviously intelligent. He came down. He said, you know, I just, for the first time in my life, I, I've been seeking. I, I'm searching you know, for something, he's asked me, he said, do, do you study uh, philosophy? I said, no, not really. I said, you know, I, I have, you know, read some philosophers, but no, uh, I pretty much stick to what I shared this morning. He said, well, I, you know, I, I just, I feel like I need to talk more about this. I said, oh, you do <laughs> a lot more. But, but I, you know, he looked like he was in his late twenties. He said, I've spent most of my life being an atheist. But for the first time, I'm starting to realize. And then he was there to hear, to hear this sermon yeah. yesterday, which was, you know, great for him because the picture was is that you can be an atheist. You can try to reason to yourself there is no God, but you're going to wind up in a bad way because that's this is what happens to people without God. I mean, it just mm -hmm. it naturally brings that out. And they're not. So there well, is no excuse. Yeah. When I look back on my own life, you know, I was talking to Zach Williams after his concert, we went backstage we were gonna play cards but after you know, i i got to quizzing these boys and i thought you know they don't they they just kind of wanted to social i thought i thought they were you know we were fixed to have a game here <laughs> but uh missy scared them you know and she's like you don't want to play him and uh it's like <laughs> remember i said it's not gambling if you can't lose well i just said look just because you sing about jesus which i love that doesn't mean i won't take your money quick <laughs> So I think that scared him. <laughs> but you know what? We ended up just talking about how we could get Jesus to the world. And because uh, I thought, you know, I was at an event. They're singing, you know, about Jesus. We're doing the same thing here. We're, we're trying to make the world a better place. But my point is, he said something in his concert, and we talked about it. He was like, when he was 20, because he was raised in the church, and it's always interesting hearing people's stories. And now you're looking at him thinking, well, this guy's, you know, rocking and rolling. I mean, he just sang, got won a Grammy Award, was singing with Dolly Parton of all people yep. on an awesome song about There Was Jesus. You know, in amongst, when he looked back in his life, he saw these moments that even though he was a million miles away, 
he was like, he was there the whole time. It, it's like a great song that tries to define one of my favorite verses in the Bible, which is Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It just doesn't change. You change. You go off the deep end, get into all this kind of activity that we're reading about. But when you look back on it, you're like, he was still there offering all the solutions and all the answers. But what he said when his when he was 20, his dad tried to get him to go to a Christian concert. And he's like, I don't want to be there. I yeah. He, he had just... And his excuse, which is why I'm bringing this up, was kind of the same thing I felt when I was a teenager. I looked at Christian people as just too cheesy, too square. I'm like, I think the flaws in, in our groups that meet, like, you know, put on your best, go to church, act a certain way, yep. but then the hypocrisy of the real life outside those walls made me think, these people, yeah. I don't want to be hooked up with that bunch. But that was my excuse for not coming, you know, immediately to Christ. I was kind of hiding behind that. But when he said that, you know, here he is now 20 years later. He's like, when I went off and toured, had a rock band and, and went out, and he kind of told this in the concert, and just doing the things in these in this list here. He said, I got back, and I'm like, I'm looking at my family, I'm looking at my life, and I'm. I, he's just like, I'm just lost. I, I have complete, I am, he said, I literally just drove myself into the bottom, bottomless pit. And he's like, I just saw my family, and I hit my knees, and I thought, I, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And so... In, in a weird turn of events, the only person he would listen to because he just tried to purge all the bad influence was Mac Powell from Third Day because it, it had the same vibe yeah. of music. He's yeah. like, well, he was, he was close to Leonard Skinner, you know, which was the first, Mac Powell's the first contemporary Christian group I listened to because for the same reason. I was like, I can't deal with cheesy church music, you know. <laughs> but when I heard, heard Mac Powell and Third Day, I was like, Wow, that, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good there. Yeah. So now here he is 20 years later. He's a guy who didn't want to be at the concert, and he's with Mac Powell. They're together singing, you know, yeah. about Jesus to people. And people in the audience have their kids who don't want to be there. It's like the same <laughs> cycle. <laughs> we were talking about that backstage, and he's like, that's why we do this. That's right. You know? Expose them something different. Let's take a, a last break. So, so you're right, Jay's. I think when we look at our own lives, you can see this. And in that last little section there, we mentioned senseless. I think those are progressive ideas. You know, senseless to faithless. Because when you lose your sensibility, you know, and I and I described yesterday the prodigal son. You know, remember when he went off and he's living this terrible life? He's practicing just what this list says. Jesus yep. describes yeah. him. And it said he's sitting in the pig pen and he's eating with, with pigs. He's he's literally fighting pigs over what's in the trough. And he realized, you know what? This this is not good. Like the yeah. the life I had back home wasn't near like this. And well, instead it, he came to his senses. And so it's always made me yeah. think about that, that you can get yeah. in such a bad way, you By just realize. Way, but y'all y'all answer one little thing before you uh here's what stands out about that complete first chapter. And Jason, you you feel free to ex to expound on this. Verse thirty two, after this brutal list of a depraved mind, they become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossip, slanderers, God, haters. It's the, the description of a human being here in Romans chapter 1 is unbelievably brutal. Here's what I'm trying to figure out. I'll give you the first one, then the second one. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death. They not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Now, that's one. The Apostle Paul said, you read this list, you say, surely these people, 
They just don't know any better. The Apostle Paul said, oh, no, they know better. The other one is uh, they suppressed the truth, what Jace was reading, made it plain to them since the creation world. Uh, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and they began to worship everything but God. But it says twice yeah. they know better. Yeah. Well, deep, it, deep in their psyche. So some college professor of the day said, I want an essay written on Phil Robertson's thinking when it comes to same sex couples. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear his views. You made a college class. Uh, he said the, the, the one of the, <laughs> the kids in the class called Miss Caleb and said, this professor wants to wants to write what what your husband's views are on homosexual behavior. I didn't realize that your opinions now are part of higher learning. So I don't know whether he was was saying we well, need to well, we need to find out what what Romans one says about it or what. Well, because my views don't amount to doodly squat. These yeah. texts I'm reading, I said they were written a long time ago, two thousand years in the mid fifties, Al. And you read that description of the human race, it is scary how nothing has changed That's a good point. from then to now. I'm like, whoa, here. That's what, because it seems too brutal. You say, well, surely he wasn't speaking to us. I'm like, look around, dude. So, Well, I think he was saying to answer your so question. How, how do you, it, if they know better, why do they do it? That's my question. Well, I think that's why when Al brought up the senseless, you know, to go back to the guy, the prodigal son. He, in his mind, he thought, give me, I, I want my share of the state. I mean, he wanted money. He wanted friends, and he wanted this lifestyle. It, but it all started in his mind. And to quote a verse, Colossians 1, 21, it says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds. Mm -hmm. Now, it says, because of your evil behavior. So, when you think about, we're all created by God. He's given us these measures that lead us to him. Because we just read it. All men are without excuse. There's something about looking around. There's a thought in people's mind. Somebody made this. So you have to suppress that. Then there's a thought of, oh, this is wrong. Those two things. Having an idea of right and wrong and having an idea that someone created this where did your uh, knowledge of right and wrong would be a question where did it come from well where did your knowledge of someone created this i know from? when i do wrong don't do you know when you do wrong absolutely and I always have but another interesting point is he says paul says that if you try to worship something on this earth that's not the creator that made the earth you're always going to wind up in a bad situation, which is what they were doing. You know, said so they replaced God with all these, you know, reptiles and birds yeah. and whatever. And I, I said yesterday when I was in California, I was listening to some of the commercials. About every third commercial, I'm just listening to the radio, and about every third one was about some sort of environmental cause. You know, the climate change. It was just over and over. And some of it, I was like, they were talking about they were going to have all electric cars, and I just thought, man, the whole country's got electric cars, but then you got to produce electricity you know, which is going to take fossil fuels to make all that electricity for all these cars. And so I was yeah. just listening to it. I thought, man, these people, how do they get into this? And then I thought, well, they're worshiping. The, yeah. They worship Mother Earth. They Like, yeah. it, it's religion to them. I mean, they are serious about it. And they will tithe. But, they will sacrifice. They'll walk down the well, road. Mother Nature, whoever that is, rules. Right. Rules. And so world. I made the point, if I worship the God that created it, I don't really have to worry about all the details. Yep. You know, we try to, you know, have a good, clean carbon footprint. That's a good idea. I don't want to go around destroying the earth. But at the same time, I, he says he's going to, ma he made it and he'll remake it. But still, once you, once you go down that road, once you deny that God made this and you deny this, this conscious system in your, in your mind, and once you start going down the road, and, and you can use for an excuse that there's a lot of religious people who do not treat anybody guilty of sin the right way. So they use that for 
That's another for, excuse. Yeah, there are people who get up and hate homosexuals oh, because of their. Well, that's not right. No, you know, no. God loves everybody. So your your whole point, uh, you know, with the what caused the controversy in your life was that this is something. You know, the, at a spirit of love, we all there. There's no difference in those types of behaviors as far as you know, right, right or wrong. So we all meet under the umbrella of grace and and forgiveness. But the only the only time I've ever been effective with people who have just declared that I just don't believe in God, whatever their excuse is, and it's usually the smarter individuals, the intellectuals. The only time I've ever had any success is I'm like, okay, so you're smart. And they're like, well, you know, I got a bunch of letters behind my name. Yeah, okay, that means you're smart. And you're trying to get me to believe that you came from something dumb. And just the simple idea of that, they really have a hard time dealing with that. Because hmm. I'm like, well, if you're so smart, you're basing your whole lifestyle, your decision-making process, good and evil, on that you came from something dumb. I mean, if there's no intellect yeah. as an origin, yeah. how can something smart come from something dumb? They don't have an answer. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> They're like, because it flies in the face of everything that they're taught. To be smart, you got to have somebody smarter teaching you, and then you learn. But how did this happen? So that's when I move in and say, maybe what you think is making you smart is an illusion. <laughs> Just having a bunch of meaningless facts or being able to do something based on, you know, your knowledge. So you're saying 122, although they claim to be wise, they became fools. Well, that verse is a powerful <laughs> verse. A powerful verse. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.